Thank you for downloading this week's episode of PR Week's Coffee Break. For more episodes, visit PRWeek.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Coffee Break. It's Steve Barrett here, the Editorial Director of PR Week. Delighted to be here with Dave Tovar this week who is the SVP of Communications and Government Relations at Grubhub. Dave, welcome to the Coffee Break. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Steve. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Uh, love these segments. They're, they're really well done, and I'm just glad I can be here today. Yeah, so interested to catch up. You've obviously uh, moved over from McDonald's about seven months ago to take on the lead role at Grubhub and um, got loads of things going on there. So tell us, first of all, tell us how the first seven months has been and what really attracted you to that gig when you you know, you had a great job at McDonald's. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Um, look, it's been a great seven or eight months so far here at Grubhub. And, you know, after leading communications at Walmart and McDonald's, um, Sprint, uh, which then merged with T-Mobile, you know, I, I realized that I, it was really hard to get bigger uh, and to con- con- continue going to bigger brands. And so I actually wanted to go the other way and wanted to look for a, a smaller brand, uh, maybe a brand that was a little bit earlier in their life cycle and a real opportunity to build something. And as I started having conversations with our CEO here, uh, who's my boss, he really talked about how uh, communications and government relations had been an area that had been underinvested in for a long time. And quite frankly, the company was now at a point where they were facing some real reputation challenges um, along with others in our industry. And it was time to really not only invest in this area, but accelerate and grow the, the function and the capabilities and the team uh, in order to support the business in uh, the right way. And that's exactly what we've been doing for the last eight months. So it's been great. Yeah, and we can dig into a few of the, the, the specific things you've been doing. But I mean, it's worth pointing out, obviously, that delivery over the past two years, we've all just, it's an essential service, isn't it? I don't think we'd have survived without it. And um, certainly, in my household, we're, you know, very grateful. We've been tipping tipping well, all the delivery uh, dr- uh, drivers and, and riders. But it's it's really just demonstrate to everyone how much we rely on these folks and how they are kind of unsung heroes, aren't they? So it's a, it's also a great opportunity as well to shout about the, you know, people we don't, you know, it's in a very celebrity-obsessed culture. I think the last couple of years people have realized who, who really gets stuff done that matters, right, whether that's healthcare workers, garbage truck drivers, you know, uh, MTA workers or, uh, or the delivery people. Right. You're absolutely right, Steve. And, and uh, the, you know, the pandemic it was certainly a, a real boom um, from a, a food delivery uh, platform perspective, obviously was awful um, in many respects, but um, was, was very good for the growth of food delivery. And I think what people realized was gone were the days where you only viewed things like pizza and maybe like some fast food options for delivery. And you could really get into a whole host of, of different options. And the restaurants have gotten really good and really sophisticated at now delivering some, some terrific meal options um, that when they arrive at your house are just as good as in the restaurant. And you can also do it now from the comforts of your home. So if you want to watch the big game on your TV and, and sit at home, or you want to have your favorite uh, drink or glass of wine, you can do that at home and still enjoy you know, really high quality you know, restaurant meals at home. So it's been great from that perspective, for sure. Um, I think I know my drivers who come to my house probably better than I know uh, you know, people like you, because I, I haven't interacted as much with you as I have with people who come to my house every day. That and the Amazon person shows up a lot of my house for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. FedEx, Amazon, all UPS, they've, they've, they've just been absolutely integral to our life. But you mentioned some of the reputation challenges of the sector, you know, and, yeah. you know, there was a front page story on New York magazine last September about the, the delivery riders in New York, 65,000 of them. And, you know, there's, there's a tough lifestyle when you read that piece and they were talking about having to sort of form protection units to get across bridges, especially late at night, talking about the pressure on them to to do so many deliveries and then rushing around and the you know the bikes they, they use etc and the getting them stolen and being attacked it, it sounded like a pretty intense lifestyle and so what are you doing and, and at Grubhub and what's the industry doing to work with drivers who who are the, the lifeblood with the restaurants of, of the whole process aren't they yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, we, we can't do um, any of our business without the restaurant partners that we have, um, you know, the hundreds of thousands of restaurants we have and the hundreds of thousands of, of uh, delivery uh, workers that we have as well. Um, you know, the article you're referencing, you know, that was that was tough to read for sure. But we, you know, we're, we're doing a lot in this space. The worker classification uh, debate uh, has been ongoing for the last several years. And we talk to our drivers a lot and we ask them, um, you know, what, what, what do they want? And for many of them, they love the flexibility. Um, they love their independence. They love the flexibility. Uh, in fact, many of them work for uh, all the platforms. Um, they might drive for Uber and for Lyft. They may deliver for DoorDash and Uber Eats and us. Um, they like having that flexibility. Um, and they and they want their independence. And so you know, we want to try to uh, maintain that, but also make sure that they, you know, have the kinds of, you know, pay and benefits and things like that, that, that they need in order to have the kind of uh, fulfilling, um, you know, job and career and life that they want. And so, you know, Grubhub is one of the only companies, I think, I think the only within the uh, food delivery sector that uh, supported a piece of legislation in New York City, for example, um, that was like a driver's um, uh, Bill of Rights, uh, if you will, and it gave them basic things um, like access to bathrooms, um, which you know you would think a lot of us take for granted when we're working. Of course, we can you know take a break and use the bathroom, but that was something that for many people in New York they get shut out of the restaurants, and the restaurants don't want them coming in, and that was part of that legislation that we supported. And so we've been having a lot of conversations with a lot of people, and you know one of the things that we're we're talking about is how do we set up some hubs for drivers, uh, some places where they might be able to go. Um, and they really, at the end of the day, they need three three main things. They need a place where they can, you know, use a restroom uh, if they if they need to. They need a place where they can take a break uh, and maybe have a meal uh, with a roof over their head because sometimes it's raining, sometimes it's hot, sometimes it's cold. Um, so give them some protection and, and a place just to get out of the elements uh, for a few minutes. And then third, they need uh, access to charging stations because um, many of them obviously are using not only their their you know uh, mobile device. Uh, often they might have two or three mobile devices if they're on multiple platforms. They also, a lot of them, especially in places like New York City and, and big cities like that, use e-bikes. And they need some charging uh, capabilities for those types of things too. So we've been having some conversations is wouldn't it be great if we could set up these types of things all over a place like New York City and give uh, our you know fantastic delivery workers an opportunity to go to a place like that 
uh, for those types of things throughout their their shifts. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I mean, a bit like cabbies have got those places, haven't they? In right. Cities. Exactly. And um, it yeah. would make a lot of sense. Although, obviously, usually they're under one auspice, which makes it easier. Whereas it would probably be a cross industry thing. Um, but it's a developing industry, isn't it? And these are the growing pains, I suppose, that come with that. But just got That's completely sure. accelerated by the pandemic. So good to hear that things are happening on that front because that was definitely a, a bit of a wake-up call i think for everyone who read the piece and you know you take a definitely. lot of things for granted um behind what's what's actually getting your food or whatever it is to you so yeah took us through the process you you mentioned the investment incomes at grubhub and you had that opportunity to build a team you've just appointed goal in i think it's your consumer aor so talk us through some of the things you were doing on the hiring front on the agency support front uh, to build the capability there yeah, uh, for sure. I uh, would love to. I mean, you know, it, it started with um, figuring out what our strategy was going to be. And so I, I took, I'm a big fan of the book, The First 90 Days. Um, and so I used, um, I think, just about every bit of my first 90 days to really listen, um, to learn a lot about the business, um, develop relationships with folks across uh, the business so I could really have that that good understanding. Um, I listened in on care calls. I was talking to restaurant owners, um, talking to some of our delivery workers to really get a perspective of what we needed to do and, and use that time and then put together our strategic plan. Um, and, I, and I do believe that um, strategy drives um, structure, not the other way around. So get the strategy set first. Um, we're really focusing on, you know, an always on uh, pain or to known strategy uh, across our comms function. Uh, from a government relations perspective, uh, quite frankly, we relate to the game. Uh, we didn't have a GR function until about 18 months ago. And that started with one person. Um, and we've grown that now to several people. And we continue to grow that that function. And it's really about constructively engaging with our key stakeholders and trying to come up with win-win solutions for some of the challenges that are out there. Because you're right, the uh, the rules are, are being written uh, as we speak uh, within our industry. And we want to be part of that dialogue. We want to have a seat at the table and come up with solutions that work for everybody. Um, so once we got our strategy set uh, and got alignment across the business, then it was about the team. And so I worked to first solidify my uh, senior leadership team. Uh, we had a couple of people who were doing some great work uh, for Grubhub who were here for uh, a bit of time. And so we promoted them into more senior leadership positions. We then went out and hired some people because we needed some additional capabilities and things like consumer PR uh, and in areas like um, just our overall brand reputation work. Um, from there, we really focused on some functional expertise. So we give away quite a bit of charitable dollars throughout the year. Um, but quite frankly, we didn't have a lot of expertise in that area. And so we looked for somebody who really was an expert in corporate philanthropy. Um, we were doing a lot of engagement with communities, but we didn't really have a community relations function. And so we, we built that out. Uh, employee communications was another area where we really focused uh, a lot on those uh, and added some uh, employee communications capabilities. And then finally, in order to scale you know, our, our group, we're, gonna be a, we're always going to be sort of a small and mighty group, although we've more than doubled in size since I've been here. Um, but we need agencies to help us um, you know, scale the work that we do and add some additional expertise and capabilities that we're you know, likely not going to invest in internally. And so uh, we retained our existing uh, relationship with APCO, who does a lot of our corporate communications work. We brought on Precision Network to do a lot of our paid reputation work. Um, and they're a wonderful firm 
uh, out of DC, New York, uh, and they've been really helping us uh, drive some paid uh, uh, work lately. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, we just brought on um, Golan as our uh, consumer PR agency of record. And it's the fourth, fourth time I'm working with Golan. Uh, when they came in to pitch, uh, when I said to them after their presentation was, it just felt like comfort food to me. <laughs> and I was very familiar with them and their work. Um, and they unanimously won the business and have already hit the ground running uh, with Grubhub. So they're doing a great job already. Yeah. So you work with them, obviously, at McDonald's, but also Sprint and Walmart, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Walmart. I um, I went through a, a strategic review uh, many years ago uh, and brought them on, and they are still the agency of record there at Walmart uh, and doing great work for them still. Sprint. I, I brought them on and hired them as as our agency of record at Sprint. Obviously, McDonald's. Uh, Golan's been a longtime client for sixty five years, and that story is very well known between Al Golan and uh, Ray Kroc. Um, but when I got to McDonald's, it was great to be able to to work with Golan uh, there as well, and so. Uh, it's just been a real good uh, fit with them. And, um, you know, like I said, they're already contributing. We've got some cool things coming up in the next uh, few weeks that uh, we'll share with you. Uh, they're not quite ready yet, but uh, but you'll see the impact that they're already having. Now, what you're describing feels like trends we're seeing across the board, especially since COVID. It seems like all companies, and you've worked at some of the biggest in the country, have recognized even more than ever how much they need smart communications counsel. And we're not talking media relations here, although that's still part of the mix. We're talking senior level stuff, whether it's government relations, corporate, across the board, purposeful business, employee engagement. Are you seeing that as well? Because we're just seeing such a, it's it's finally great news for the sector that, that all organizations are realizing how important the PR function is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, our, our CEO is the first to acknowledge that. And, you know, I, I have a seat at the table with our executive team. Uh, there's not a decision that we make now as a business that doesn't go through the lens of how is this going to impact all of our stakeholders, whether those are employees, you know, restaurants, drivers, diners, uh, elected officials, uh, you know, other interested stakeholders. And we look at that um, and, and it's complicated, as you know. There's no there's no easy answers to some of these things, and sometimes you can't make all stakeholders happy with some of the decisions that you make. And so you have to weigh all those things, and then uh, you know try to make the best decision you can for the business, knowing that there may be some you know some some unintended consequences to some of the decisions that you make. Yeah, I think it's good news for the industry. Although there's obviously there's only a finite number of people, aren't there, in the in the profession? I think that's been such a such a. It's always been a people business, and it's always been talent oriented. But more than ever now, you've got to get the right talent and 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 hold on to them, right? So uh, that's that's whether you're in house or whether at the agencies, because you want you don't want your agency personnel changing every five minutes either. Yeah, I mean, look, people, it's a it's an overused saying, but, you know, the people make the difference, right? And, you know, good people are hard to come by. And especially during, you know, the great resignation, you saw a lot of people changing jobs um, for a variety of reasons, um, but a lot of it just for, for change sake and, and for, you know, a different, uh, different perspective, because we all spent the last two years sitting in front of our laptop just like this. And if you change jobs, you could get a new laptop shipped to your house. And you'd set up in your same home office and you'd have the same exact experience. So it was very easy to kind of make those changes. Um, but we're investing a lot in our people and trying to grow them. Uh, you know, our agency uh, partners matter as well. And you don't want to see agency people, you know, leaving off of your account and going to other 
uh, other agencies as well, because that disrupts, you know, kind of the work and the momentum that you have. Uh, one encouraging thing that I've seen is I'm, I am on a couple of advisory boards at some universities, um, specifically University of Southern California and University of South Carolina, both USC, and they fight over which is the which is the real USC. Um, well, I know but there's some real great. Fred Cook thinks is the real one. But. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, th there's lots of encouraging things coming out of students because they're seeing the value of PR. They're seeing the value of um, you know people like me and others across the industry and the role that we play now at companies. And it's only gotten more and more important um, through the pandemic, through some of the big societal challenges that we're having. And they see that this is a real viable business role, not just something on the side uh, doing, you know, communications and helping the business, you know, get the word out on things. But it's a real strategic partner to the businesses. So whenever I can talk to students, I relay that, and I'm I'm seeing more and more uh, excitement in the eyes of students who want to get into this industry. Yeah, we've got to get more people in for sure. Listen, Dave, it's great to catch up and uh, find out what's going on at Grubhub. And it looks like you're really delivering. <laughs> Very good, Steve. Uh, excellent joke. Don't quit your day job. Uh, no. But thanks. But thanks for the time. I appreciate it. This this flew by. Uh, and uh, again, appreciate the opportunity. But keep 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 your eye out for Grub Up. We're doing some cool things. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Coffee Break. For more episodes, visit prweek.com.